When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. So we can't accept it. We just can't accept poor rules in the game and something must be done to save aspects of the contest because I am telling you a team is going to cop it in a final or God forbid a grand final on the back of what is the most ridiculous interpretation of one rule that we've ever seen and the punishment for it is too significant. So what have we done? I've started a petition. Don't don't laugh. I, I have started, this is legit, I've started a petition, change.org. It's time for the AFL to scrap the protected area free kick or adjust the interpretation. Port Adelaide midfielder Kane Corns leads the charge to have the law adjusted immediately. Oh, yes, indeed. We're talking about a revolution today. On the Macca's run, our very own Kane Corns influence going to the highest echelons of the AFL. The petition started almost 2,000 signatures now on it. And as we listen to Tracy Chapman tell us that we're talking about a revolution, the AFL tonight have released a statement to say that they are relaxing the protected area rule. We'll get to the details of that in just a moment. But no longer will players be able to suck in the umpires to go into the area and dart out and lose their opponent and con them into a 50-metre penalty. It won't happen anymore. And we have one man and one man only to thank Kane Corns, hello, my friend. What a day. <laughs> what a day. What a momentous day. I mean, they're looking for a CEO of the AFL. I'm available if they need me. <laughs> no, in all seriousness. Yeah, what a, what a turn of events. Like, the rule, as you know, some of you have done the footy together has frustrated me for a long time. It's been a bit of a joke and become a bit of a farce in recent weeks. So, I guess the positive is that the AFL has seen that and... It's not the first time that's changed interpretation of the rules mid-year. I guess Nick's would say, well, we change the rules too often and you can't, for the integrity of the game, be changing interpretations mid-season. I get both opinions. More so, I'm just thankful and relieved that they are going to relax this because, as you heard off your opening, um, I've been that fed up with it. I didn't know what to do. Everyone kept tweeting me every time a 50 metre was paid for this stupid rule. So... I thought we'd launch a petition. I didn't know it would have an impact straight away, but it did. It did. And we're on here. We're airborne. We're flying. We, we you absolutely are. I mean, every movement um, throughout history starts with uh, one person's vision, and then that vision needs to capture the hearts and minds of the people. Exactly right. That's exactly what you've done, and credit to the AFL. They've heard the voice of the people led by your good self. We've seen in recent weeks Cam Rayner, cop one that cost uh, Brisbane a goal. We've seen um, yep. Guelphie for Essendon, Goulden for 
the Swans. Um, too often we've seen this cost goals to teams when the player had no intent to disrupt the protected area zone. I'm not surprised though, Kane, because I was doing a bit of digging on this. And Brad Scott himself paid out on this rule back in 2018 when he was still coaching oh, North Melbourne. He said, this is going to drive fans nuts. Well, yep. he was ahead of his time, and now he is in a position to do something, and something has been done. Does it go far enough for you? Do you think that will be what we need to see change, that players who are darting in with their opponent in tow, then darting out the other side, leaving their opponent stranded, and then the opponent cops a 50, that won't be uh, happening anymore. So no 50s for that. Does it go far enough for you? No, it doesn't, but, I mean, it's a start. I mean, there's, there's, significant, well, there's significant issues with the game, and this is this is what happens when it rolls in with no trial and, you know, just because there's, you know, five people in front of a laptop in the off-season thinking this will open up the game and increase scoring. They, they don't realise that coaches are smarter than anyone that's making rules, changes to the game. It's like, like the stand rule. So that's that's next on my list. I, I'm just going to tick them off, but the, the stand rule has to go, and there's a long list of other things, including the nomination of the ruck rule will get to insufficient intent and deliberate out of bounds and all of that. But the stand rule's next. Like this is this is a farcical rule as well. Um, but I guess we've got to celebrate our little wins here today and that's what we're doing. Um, so we'll just let things breathe and see how this goes over the coming weeks and we'll move our attention quickly to the stand rule, which which is comical really. When you, when you actually sit down and think about what that is designed to do and what it is not doing, um, that needs to be changed as well. But anyway, I'm happy the AFL have listened. Thank you to the 2,000 people who signed the petition. I didn't realise it would happen within hours, but it did. So we're flying here. We're airborne. That's the influence we can have at SEN. So appreciate your support and to all of your listeners who uh, signed that petition as well. Yeah, nicely done, my friend. The Pied Piper of the people, Kane Corns. Yeah. Enjoy the win, mate. We don't get many, and we celebrate them when we can. Good on you. Exactly right. Speak to you soon. Uh, there we go. We thought we'd start off uh, the Maccas run on a positive note. Uh, great to have you on board. Uh, grab the one and only Big Mac at Maccas today with special sauce, a juicy beef. Uh, grab the one and only Big Mac uh, at Maccas today. So um, that is uh, the press release that's come out late this afternoon. The AFL have written to all the clubs communicating that an adjustment and clarification of the protected area 50-metre penalty adjudication when there are two players from opposing teams who enter the area together. So the rule has always permitted a defending player to follow their opponent into the protected area, provided they are in within two metres of each other. In the instance of where a split occurs and the defender continues to run through and clear the protected area, the umpires will no longer pay a 50-metre penalty in these circumstances. The defender still needs to vacate the area immediately and not delay or linger. So the head of umpiring, Dan Richardson, has said that the adjustment will come into play this week and there has been an unintended exploitation of the rule in recent weeks. He says the protected area rule is designed for the kicker to have options to move the ball. It is having the desired effect. However, there have been more and more instances of players deliberately running their opponent into the zone with the intention of getting a split and or drawing a 50 metre penalty. So there we go. The power of the people has prevailed. Uh, well done to the AFL. You you put your hand up when you see that something's not uh, having the desired effect and that there's a, a byproduct of a rule that you bring in that's less than ideal for the game. You identify it. You make the change. I think that's all positive stuff. Um, by the way, I didn't, uh, just didn't have time to stay to Kane while he's there. Go for your life on insufficient intent. 
I still reckon the stand rule's actually done some good for the game. Uh, but there you go. That's a big story for today. The bigger story uh, is that the Tom Stewart uh, rough conduct charge uh, being heard that was sent straight to the tribunal. So it was deemed careless, severe and high. Um, it's currently being heard and the jury is now deliberating. So uh, to talk you through what has unfolded at the tribunal today, um, Michael Whiting is writing about this uh, as it's underway. So uh, Tom Stewart's counsel, Ben Isle, uh, acting on behalf of Geelong. The AFL counsel is Nicholas Payne. So Geelong accepted the charges and they accepted the classification. So uh, Nicholas Payne said that the player's position is that a three-week penalty is appropriate. So Geelong wanted a three-week penalty. The AFL are saying a four-week penalty is appropriate. So the AFL confirmed that um, Richmond provided a CT scan uh, to the match day assessment of Dion Prestia and confirmed that no fracture of the cheek was present. So Tom Stewart submitted two examples to the AFL that he wanted considered, the first of which was Sam Reid, the bump round two of last year, Nat Fife, careless, high impact, high contact, and got two weeks. Stewart's case has been assessed as severe impact. So the next one he showed was Paddy Dangerfield on Jake Kelly. That was graded as careless, severe and high. And Danger got three weeks. But what the AFL have said um, is that it's 18 months on from that bump um, and has said that the players now... um, that the players now no longer consider such actions... no longer consider such actions as acceptable and that the players have a deeper understanding of the impact of those actions uh, and the effects of concussion. So the AFL have also pointed out that uh, they wanted a four-week suspension. They say that the bump was delivered by Stewart at speed. He'd gone past the ball with Prestia unsuspecting and vulnerable to being injured. Uh, They say that the injury suffered by Prestia concussion is a serious injury in itself. It is the very type of action which can cause serious injury. He said that this is uh, rough, that concussion is the reason that the rough conduct rule was introduced or the rough conduct grading was introduced in the first place. Um, And he's also said that Tom Stewart showing remorse shouldn't alter the sanction. Um, Geelong through Ben Isle, have said that Tom recognises why the rule exists and why um, his conduct was wrong. They also point out that it was 0.39 seconds from when Prestia uh, tapped the ball and that Stewart made contact. He says he talks about Stewart's body language and how concerned he was for Prestia. He made the wrong decision, but it was less than half a second. So the tribunal chair, Jeff Gleeson, asked Ben (laughs) Isle, just Dougie Hawkins, that asked... Ben Isle, um, whether Stuart chose to bump, he said there was no way he could make any sensible resistance to that. Um, they then did, as we spoke last night um, to Ian Finlay, and asked how he would try to, to defend what seems to be the indefensible, and he said that he would bring up the character of Tom Stewart. Um, they have spoken about Tom Stewart's good character, um, his level of remorse in the quarter-time huddle, what Chris Scott had said post-match, the doorstop interview yesterday, were all worth noting. He has expressed his genuine concern for Prestia and genuine disappointment in his decision. He also says that Stewart was happy to accept the severe classification of the impact and not argue it as high. Um, so 45 minutes of submission, the tribunal off to deliberate, AFL wanting four weeks, Geelong wanting three, 
character has been brought up also to how quickly the incident occurred, 0.39 seconds after uh, the ball was tapped by Prestia, um, who was cleared of any uh, structural damage in the CT scan um, as well. Uh, one 736 736 uh, 11 So the Harcourts open line is always open. Your move, your Harcourts, and the temper text line, temper uh, a mattress like no other. Um, a little bit, uh, a fair bit going on uh, in terms of footy news today. So we heard uh, Kane Corns' petition earlier. We had a little bit of fun with that to start things off, but that is a significant um, rule adjustment from the AFL. A couple of texts coming through about Tom Stewart. Careless is a joke. The bump was intentional. You can have your say on that. I'd imagine there's a few of you that want to um, as the jury are now deliberating. Um, it has continued the debate all throughout the day in regards to the sin bin, the red card. Kane Corns will we'll stick with the corn. He's had a big day uh, speaking on uh, Waitley today, filling in for Jared uh, as, to, as to what this incident highlights. The punishment on the team on the, the wrong side of it is significant. And what if that was the first quarter of a grand final and Geelong get the benefit of Tom Stewart? Now, who cares if he misses the next four, if he's best on ground and wins the Norm Smith medal in a grand final and Richmond's best player is out? So I absolutely don't think it's an overreaction. I mean, John Longmire said that this is reactionary and an overreaction to one incident. I don't think it is. It's been speculated and spoken about a lot. And this was the best example of why a red card would work when the player that is involved in the sickening hit goes on to be best on ground and Richmond lose their most important player. Um, pretty pretty uh, obvious one, I would have thought. That was Kane Corns today. Matthew Nix, Michael Voss uh, and Lee Matthews all have been asked about this in the last 24 hours. We'll start with Matty Nix on AFL 360. We don't have a lot of characters in the game now that are going to intentionally go out and take people out in a game of footy, and I think that's why it maybe played out the way it did. You know, there wasn't an intent in it, possibly. I don't want to make too many, too many comments around this incident, but I think if, you know, again, we start to change the rules, I'm not sure now's the time to do that. Um, we no longer have the hitmen in the game. Uh, the game's cleaned itself up. I think players play now fairly. Um, and when we see one of these rarely, um, the last thing you need is a rule that we get wrong where... Yeah, we maybe make a decision to take a player out of a game, game, and it ends up being wrong and changes that the course of that game. So uh, I, I'd be against it. No, I, 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 look, I think if at, at most you're going red card at the most. Um, but uh, I, I'm with Nixie. I, I don't see necessary. I think we've sort of put in the, the sub there for a particular reason. Um, they're obviously. Um, there's a process in place that if someone gets injured, that's why you have somebody else to be able to come on the field. So it's still fair um, when you're actually putting your players out there. If you have uh, illegally sent another player from the game, then maybe you should be sent from the game as well. Perpetrators should be uh, removed from the field as well. That all seems fair, doesn't it? I think it's doable with modern technology. So that was Matty Nix, Michael Voss and Lee Matthews. So some differences of opinion. Um, when it comes to the idea of a send-off or a sin bin, a red card, however way uh, you're framing it, it is um, a hotly debated item. Do we see enough of these incidents? Here's my question to you. Do we see enough of these instances or incidences? That's the second night in a row. I'm operating on very little sleep. Um, do we see enough of these occurrences to warrant making such a drastic rule change? Do we see enough? My I would argue that we don't see enough of these to mean that we have to take a stand against them. I think that there are flaws in the current system, clearly, where we're unsure a lot of the time about what 
what constitutes what when it comes to the MRO and the tribunal. But do we see this happening so often that it requires a line to be drawn in the sand, a flag to be planted? Because that would be a change of, of monumental proportions, the likes of which the game you know, hasn't seen in my time, apart from in country footy where they've got that rule. And you've got to always ask yourself the question, what if you get it wrong? What if you are wrong and what the player did actually wasn't what you thought it was? You'd have to really be certain. It was suggested last night that perhaps maybe Michael Christian sits in on every game and it goes up um, to the arc to be determined whether a player needs to be sent off if you were going to introduce this. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Gary and Tim spoke about this today from the point of view of why the game wasn't stopped, which is an interesting one because you talk about the team being disadvantaged. For me, the major disadvantage came for Richmond when they were 17 players on the field to 18, and yeah, Geelong did kick a goal in that period of time that it took to get Dion Prestier off, and the game wasn't stopped. The AFL ticked it off. Um, Richmond have admitted that they could have handled it better. It, it's important to note that they could have um, and they should have asked for the stretcher straight away to stop play. But um, the AFL are saying that, no, they're happy with the way that the umpires uh, adjudicated it on the night. Gary and Tim spoke about it today uh, on SEN Breakfast. This is what annoys me about when the AFL umpires come out and say, no, no, we've ticked the box on the, the, um, Prestia. Yeah, there was no danger in him. We didn't need to stop the game. The game wasn't anywhere near it. That's just blatantly wrong. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Why, well, why and can't... you were right. At the time, I'm watching you and you're talking about it and the game and you're thinking, why haven't they? Why isn't there a common sense rule that's being applied here? Why can they own up and say, yeah, no, we got that wrong? Why can't they? Yeah. Well, they should and they could. They just got a, They just didn't. Got a blatant inability to say, no, no, no. We must no, not. no, they say they get it no, wrong occasionally. Well, how could they when you, when you no, they saw got the... what you saw last night? They got that it. wrong. They got that 100% wrong. But they, they didn't. They came out and said, no, we were right. No, but they're wrong. Gary and Tim this morning, SEN.com.au to hear the full chat. Steve, Craig, Finn, stay right there. We'll get to you on the other side of this. And as soon as the jury has a decision, you'll be the first to know. This is the Macca's Run. Uh, make sure you grab uh, the one and only Big Mac uh, with the special sauce, the juicy beef. The one and only Big Mac is at Macca's today. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Uh, jury's still deliberating in the Tom Stewart case. As soon as there's a decision, uh, I'll let you know. Uh, make sure you grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. Mark and Essendon, thank you. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with this. Incident? Incidents? And I'm con- what I'm doing, Mark, is I'm combining instances and incidents and <laughs> creating a whole new word that doesn't exist. So thank you uh, for helping me out on there. I don't know what's going on. I'm just having a day. And in fact, I did it yesterday as well. It's just, uh, it's got me stumped. Uh, another one off the text, um, which I think makes a, a pertinent argument from Rob in Inverloch. And it's why I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not falling into the, let's get a, a red card, a sin bin just yet. Um, but this is a, a, a strong argument from Robin Inverloch. The head and possible long-term injuries now carry a much higher standard than in the past. Therefore, more serious penalties should apply. Send-off and time-limited send-off rules should apply, as should limits on rotations uh, for minor infringements. That's from Rob uh, in Inverloch. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a valid point, that what we know now about concussion and the seriousness uh, with which we view that... Um, 
maybe that does mean that we need to have a look at more substantial penalties when it comes to that space as uh, to try and add some more deterrence. I think you make a really valid argument. I'm still still sticking in the camp that I am, but that's um, a well-thought-out argument, and I appreciate you sending it in. Steve's in Melton. G'day, Steve. G'day, Sam. How are you? Good, thank you. Just a couple of points, if I may. Sure. Um, I'm uh, hard on Richmond supporter, so what I'm going to say is whatever um, he gets panelled tonight, it doesn't um, do Richmond any good. No. So I'm not one of those. That's doesn't do Geelong any good either. So he doesn't do. He doesn't it help doesn't, Geelong either. Yeah. It. I mean, it's happened. But yeah. what, as a supporter, what I would like is what you're going to receive on the day, because whatever you receive afterwards is no good for for Richmond because he's our player, best player out for the day, and he's out for next week. So something needs to be done about. Um, on the day, what Richmond or any other team can receive on the day. Because you already lost a player and you don't want any more punishment. So I'm not one of those that's going to want a red card or yellow card. There's no need for it. But what we need to come up with is something that on the day, what can we do on the day? That's, That's the main issue, I think. Well, I'm not sure what else. Are... I'm not sure what else there is, Steve. If you're not if you're not actually advocating for the send off or the sin bin, uh, what what else can you do to penalise a team on the day? I, I don't know, to be honest, Sam. But yeah. there has to be something um, that you know everyone can agree on. Something that can be implicated. Um, so, and the second thing is um, the umpire called rough conduct. I was at the game, and yep. I was close to the incident. And the game stopped for a, a, a second. I've got 20 seconds here, Steve. We, yep. We didn't receive a 50-metre penalty, Sam. That, that, is, that is another thing that I was very angry okay. about. Let me check what happened there. I know Jordan Canell's commentator that. I'll get him to let me know what happened after the fact. Uh, we've got to come back after this break. Mac is run. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. 27 minutes, uh, 28 minutes gone in the deliberation of the jury in the Tom Stewart Tribunal case. Uh, as soon as we have a decision, we'll get to you. Uh, off the text, 0433981116. Sam, Steve just mentioned that Richmond doesn't benefit from tonight's decision and you suggested that neither does Geelong. That's extremely different and disappointing. Geelong absolutely benefits from a lighter sentence or what have you but they also benefit from the game day where they had the best player on the ground for the entire game, won by a couple of points. We had uh, the best player missing from the ground for nearly the entire game, lost by a couple of points, miss out on top miss out on top spot. I don't think you're in the running for top spot, but drop out of the eight. Uh, yeah, you did drop out of the eight. Massive penalty to Richmond and zero uh, penalty and massive benefit for John. I think you misunderstood me there, Trev, from Kensington. What I was saying is that he's let his team down too. So... He'll get suspended and should get a minimum four in my view. What I, what the point I was making, and if sorry if it came across in in a way that uh, upset you, um, is that Geelong also um, uh, 
Geelong also, uh, I won't use the word suffer, but he's also, he, he's let his team down. So they lose their best player because of his act. Now that's, I'm not saying that they're the victim Geelong, um, but I'm saying that uh, they don't, they miss out on him as well for the next however many weeks. But I didn't mean to dismiss, uh, and I wasn't trying to dismiss uh, the impact that it had had uh, on Richmond on the night. And I absolutely uh, spoke before about how disappointing it was for the game not to be stopped and for Richmond to be 17 players down for the duration that they were and a goal to be scored in that time. So you might have just misunderstood me there, but you make uh, some great points in there and I appreciate you sending them through. Uh, There's some really, really good texts coming through. I'm going to try and get to as many of them as possible. Um, Craig's on the road. G'day, Craig. Yeah, good day there, Sam. I, I hope you can get some more sleep tonight, mate. You sound like you're suffering a little. Oh, I, um, <laughs> yeah. we're a month out from uh, the baby landing, and um, yeah, no, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> um, I'm just. Uh, I think it is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to going to a, a red card and, and and sending people off. I, if you look over the past seasons, there's only really been sort of one incident every so often that you know mm. has caused this. And there's been other actions which have taken players out for longer than two weeks, um, and the, the offender hasn't really uh, suffered a great deal. And um, I think that's. Uh, but I'm also just a little bit gobsmacked by Lee Matthews being all for it. Um, if it was around in Lee's time, he would have spent about ten games in his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's. I mean, I, I think you're probably referring to the Neville Bruns incident. That's 37 years ago, and I think we all grow. Um, he's spoken many times about his remorse for that, um, and we all change over time. Our positions on things grows and evolves, and um, we, yeah, we learn and we grow and we change our minds based on new information that we have. So I don't think what he may have done in the past has any real bearing on how he sees the present, though. Craig, would that be fair? Oh, yeah, I just think, um, I mean, he played the game hard and tough and there were, uh, you know, if he's, uh, you know, equivalating the um, the incident with uh, Prestia, I just think... Uh, wouldn't it be more uh, alarming, know, Craig, just... wouldn't it be more alarming if, if Lee was still advocating for the game to be played like it was then? So it's sort of a thing we do in this day and age. We, we, we bring up something that people have said or done however many years ago and we, 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 we put a modern standard to that and then we try and hang the person for what they did back then with the modern standard that we have now. Yeah, oh, look, I, I agree on that. Time's definitely changed. Yeah, um, and he's clearly yeah. changed with them, Craig, which is a good thing, isn't it? Uh, I, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just um, yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll, we'll I'll agree to disagree. With it a bit. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you ringing in. It's great to have the debate, and I appreciate you getting involved in it. Thanks, Craig. Have a good one. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Finn's in Canterbury. G'day, Finn. Hey, how's it going? I'm well, thank you. Um, I was just wanting to talk about the uh, the send offs thing. I think that they should implement something like what the the Premier League's got, how they they can check it back through the VAR in our instance, the Arc. Um, I don't know about dropping them down to seventeen men, but maybe even also putting them like a um, a medical sub where they can't play the rest of the game. Not obviously, don't call it a medical sub, but. But I feel like it's in Tom Stewart's instance how he got best on ground after that incident. It's a bit unfortunate for Richmond. 
and I'm being biased. I am a Richmond fan, but. Yeah, so that's that's one that's come through as well, that, that player. So does there's the old adage, isn't there? Like, I remember when you used to rock up late to training and the coach would make everybody do sprints. So do you penalise the team for the actions of, of one? Um, because that can often be a much greater deterrent. Or do you say, right, your actions are not acceptable. You're, not, you're sitting out the rest of the game because of what you've done. We've sent it upstairs. We've checked. We're satisfied that this constitutes this. Um, this instant, by the way, the MRO only saw as careless, not, um, not intentional. So would this, under their classification, be a send-offable offence? So that's another little equivocation. Um, Jerry Waitley spoke about that uh, yesterday. So you're saying that the, chuck it up to the ARC. The ARC says, no, nah, that's not acceptable. We've looked at that from multiple angles, and that is an offence classified as X, Y, Z. You're now sitting at the game, but the team isn't um, – the team, it's not to the team's detriment. Um, it's just to the players. So then you can activate uh, your medical sub. By the way, the uh, jury has come back um, after 45 um, minutes of submission. There's a four-week ban. Uh, so 35 minutes to decide a four-week ban for Tom Stewart. Uh, Tribunal Chair Jeff Gleeson has said the bump was late. He was wide open, exposed and vulnerable. Stewart had sufficient time to see Prestia had not taken possession. He ran past the ball and made a conscious, albeit split-second decision to bump Prestia at speed. The degree of carelessness was high. He breached his duty of care by some margin. So we're still not saying intentional there, but just to repeat, four weeks for Tom Stewart, which I think for most people that was the minimum um, that that action would... um, that that action would uh, necessitate in terms of a, uh, that action would require in terms of a, a penalty. So four weeks for Tom Stewart and uh, the breach of duty of care. And that is in keeping with what the, this rule was in place for. If you make the decision to bump and then you don't execute it correctly and that you do make high contact, then you will suffer the consequences of it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Let's keep working through your calls. Uh, Muzz is in Geelong. G'day, Muzz. How are you, mate? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. Um, uh, what astounds me out of all of this is the three gentlemen that are called the umpires, which are the police that run the game in that two-hour period that we listen to your lovely commentary. <laughs> Why you. did they not stop the game? Like, do they need someone else to tell them? Um, isn't what's the word duty of care called? Those three umpires have got 40 men that they're the duty of care of, unless they run off the ground and go up the race. Um, the AFL need to teach the umpires that when something like this happens next time, that the game's got to stop. And I don't follow either side, I just think that duty of care needs to come into it, um, and also. Who was the doctor that didn't think he needed a stretcher when clearly when he got up with the help of two people, he fell back down and his legs were like jelly. Um, what happened to duty of care? He could have damaged his head more. So the, the, so Neil Baum, just, Neil Baum uh, spoke to that and said that they could have handled that better. Um, at no well, sta- that's good. In terms of whether or not they should have stopped the play, but at no stage would uh, Dion Prestia have not been receiving the best of care, um, what they had spoken about that. what they had spoken about was that they could have 
demanded um, play to stop and, and got the stretcher straight away. I think they were trying to do the right thing by the game itself. And they, because because he was so close to the boundary, they'd taken him over the boundary. Um, okay, thank you. And yeah, and, and they would that. obviously assess oh. him in the moment to make sure that if they had any suspicion at all or, or if, if there was any fear that there could be something to do with neck or spine or anything like that, then... Absolutely, but the doctors are, are are very very good at making those assessments and making them quickly, uh, and they deemed that uh, that wasn't required then, and they were just looking to get him off the ground. Um, the CT scan showed that there was uh, no damage uh, to a jaw later oh, on. That's, that's, um, that's excellent. That's good. Yeah, but as for the why they didn't stop play, well, that's been raised on numerous occasions. So, um, and, and I'm not I'm I'm not bagging the umpires either. I'm just saying of duty of. I'm coming from the level of duty of care. Not not that the umpires did anything wrong, but, you know, who, who has the say of stopping play? The doctor or the umpires? Or the umpires. The, the, the teams Thank can you. demand it, uh, but and, and there were players demanding it. You can, If you go back and watch the replay, Mars, you can see um, that players are, are demanding it at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing happened. The AFL ticked it off. Gary and Tim were vehemently um, opposed to the view that that had been handled correctly this morning. Uh, mate, it's always great to chat to you. How are you tracking after your, your poor pooch yeah, passed no, away? You're all good? I've, I've, sent you, I've sent you two texts over the weekend trying to thank you, but you, don't oh, did have, you, you didn't, didn't get them, obviously. No, I didn't see them, Marza. We, we get so many that come through. I, I didn't see them. I, I do apologise. No, but that's fine. Um Lovely commentary on Saturday. I love it when you pick on pickers. <laughs> I don't think he does, just, uh, but no, uh, it's it, all it in good fun. Across, it, it comes across as Jared Waitley is like the judge, and you're the mischievous, and pickers is the double mischievous, and Jared's in the middle trying to keep order. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we had a good time, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, Mars. Look after yourself, my friend. Okay. I will, mate. You too. We'll speak right. to you soon. Thanks, mate. Bye. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. So just repeating, four weeks for Tom Stewart um, for the bump, for his bump on Dion Prestia. We'll be back on the other side of this to continue to take your calls. There's some other news to get through. Uh, just as we go to the break, uh, we have a, a, we've got some breaking news. Uh, the first test between Australia and Sri Lanka, or Sri Lanka and Australia. Um, at Gaul um, starts tomorrow. Pat Cummins has been on SENWA tonight. And uh, given that the uh, there was an injury to John Holland, who was called in as a replacement to Ashton, Ashton Agar, it was always going to be interesting to see what Australia were going to do with their spinners. By the way, uh, after 9 o'clock, uh, Russell Arnold, who's going to be part of um, our SEN test commentary team, will join me to preview the test series. But this was Pat Cummins, the Aussie captain. And uh, we'll come back after the break uh, on the Macca's run. Um, we're going to go in with kind of two full-time spinners, so Nate Lyon and, and uh, Mitchell Swepson's going to be our second spinner, and then you know a few all-rounders to chip in. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Wonderful to have your company on the Macca's Run. Uh, we do it all for the one and only Big Mac. Grab one at Macca's today, uh, and uh, the Harcourt's open line is always that zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text uh, as well. Uh, a couple other things making news, which we'll get to just before we finish up. But Mark in Greenvale, far away, mate. G'day, Sam. Um, two things.
things I wanted to say about the um, the Tom Stewart suspension. Yep. One, the AFL hasn't read the room because he shouldn't have been asking for four weeks. He should have been asking for five or six. And two, Tom Stewart has come across as completely insincere with his apology because he just should have put himself at the mercy of the court rather than trying to battle down his suspension and saying, oh, well, I was... I was giving a sincere apology and, and I feel really bad about what I did because that doesn't come across as sincere anymore. So I think that you've got to differentiate, Alf. Um, I believe Tom Stewart was 100% sincere. That's the, that's the advocate that Geelong employ to, to, to advocate on behalf of the player. So that's not Tom Stewart getting up and saying that. That's their representative saying that. And every club will try and get the minimum sentence that they can. And they did put their hand up and say, we don't dispute any of it. We're just citing some examples of other penalties. So they brought up Paddy Dangerfield that got three weeks and they brought up uh, Sam Reid on that five, which got two. And they just used those as examples of where a two-week and a three-week suspension came into play for what they saw as a pretty similar act. So I don't think that there's anything insincere because they they went they were very clear on the fact that they don't dispute the the grading they don't dispute that he did the wrong thing, but here's what they believe is fair in terms of a sentence. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, it comes across to me, and maybe if it's not Tom Stewart, then maybe it's the club that is insincere about it because, as I said, he should have thrown himself at the mercy of the court, mm. and it still doesn't excuse the advocate for asking for the bare minimum. Sure. And and this is something I asked Ian Finlay about last night, who was a former player advocate. I said, do you run the risk of losing in the court of public opinion if you try too hard to wrangle it down? And he said, yeah, that is the, the that is a line you walk, but you do, as a club, I mean, you do want as little suspension as possible, even though you plead guilty and you say, yep, 100%, we've done the wrong thing. But if we could just get the lowest possible sentence, I think that that's um, that's that happens every time that someone steps into the tribunal. Mark, no, no. Well, anyway, Sam, love the show, mate. Keep it going. Oh, you're a, a good, good man. Time. Thank you, Mark. Great to chat to you. Uh, Mario's in Templestowe uh, Lower. G'day, Mario. Uh, Marino, sorry, Marino in Templestowe Lower. Hello, mate. That's all right, Sam. Um, look, um, I've got a couple of things uh, on this uh, suspension of Tom Stewart. Sure. Uh, I'm I've been listening to David King, and uh, he said uh, on Fox Footy and um, and SEN t- uh, yesterday that it's you know it's, a, it's about time that we should make a, a statement, and the MRO should make a statement. Mm. And and I thought about it, and I and I think that um, everyone's looking at the Tom Stewart suspension, but you've got to look at uh, Dion Prestia side of it. He's going to he missed. Uh, three quarters of football. Yeah. He's going to miss another game next week. So yep. you've got to take that into consideration. And also, everyone has been saying that it's a minimum of three weeks. So if you take the three weeks as a, a minimum... Well, I've, I've been saying... Well, most of the people I've heard, just to jump in there, Marina, I've been saying four. I haven't heard many say three, but I might not have heard everybody. But most people I've heard have said at a minimum four. At a minimum. Okay. So if you take the minimum four then in, in this instance, yep. then you've got to look at you've got to look at uh, Prestia's side of it that he's going to 
going to miss seven quarters of football. Yep. So that should come into a penalty to be added on. So what do you think is fair, Marino? What, what, what do you view as, as, as fair penance in this situation? Well, on this case, I would have, I would have given... Um, I would have given him five weeks. Five? Yeah, I would have been fine with five. I think you'd have to set the the. You got to set your minimum, and then what? What's the what? What would? I suppose yeah. You've they had to you had to find a, a number of weeks that would have satisfied the 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 most lenient of sentences that you could stomach, um, and that would pass the pub test. I think and. And also taking into consideration the seriousness of the action now, because this is the poster action of what we are trying to eradicate from the game. So this Correct. is this is Correct. why it had to go straight to the tribunal. It had to go straight there, so that then the message is sent to players that we are now eighteen months on from Paddy Dangerfield's bump on Jake Kelly. That was three weeks. We we know more now. You've had eighteen months to get used to it. This has happened again, so now it's four weeks. Next time, might be five, might be six, and you just keep going up until you, you get it right and, and until you remove it as much as you possibly can from the game. See, but, but the other side of it, uh, Sam, you know, with the Jake Kelly instance with um, Paddy Dangerfield, it, you know, it, it was in an action, whereas the, in this instance, the ball had already passed. And and he he chose to bump, and it in in my opinion, I, I can't see any reason why it should not be intentional rather than careless. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one, Marino. Uh, I, I wasn't the, that was perplexing to me that it was uh, that it wasn't intentional because the whole idea is that if you and the the Chris Scott was very forthright and said no, he chose to bump. He told me he chose to bump. So when you've made the decision, yes, he would not have intended for the outcome to Dion Prestia. He he certainly wouldn't have intended that to happen, but he did intend to bump. So, yeah, the action is intentional. The outcome might not be, but the action is. Um, thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Bruno's in Geelong. G'day, Bruno. Yeah, g'day, Sam. Thanks for the show, mate. Really enjoyed listening to it the last couple of nights. I've been late home and it's been nice to have you going on in the car, mate, so I appreciate it. Oh, you've made my day, oh, Bruno. You're too kind. Thank you, mate. All good, all good. Look, I'm a I'm a Cats fan, mate, and honestly, but first and foremostly, I'm a footy fan. Yeah. And that was a really ugly incident, mate, that I don't want to see in our game. No. And mate, I'd, I would give him five weeks, and you know what? I reckon he'd, he'd cop it. He'd go off and he'd do a little mini pre-season prior to the finals, mate. I reckon he'd cop it. I think you're but right. It was a really ugly incident, mate, and every football fan doesn't want yeah. to see that. You, and and again, the, our care and concern. I appreciate the call, Bruno, and the kind words. Our care and our major concern has to be with Dion Prestia because we just don't want to see anybody in that when, in that situation when they don't have to. We know that when we – and players know when they step out that there's a possibility that they might have a collision that would lead to that, but not under those circumstances anymore. So those, that, those just aren't acceptable circumstances. So the players don't sign up for that anymore because they believe that that's now no longer part of the game. But you just had to see the anguish on the face of Tom Stewart to know that he was beside himself um, in re- with remorse. I don't doubt that for a moment either. But again, um, the most of our concern and care needs to be with Dion Prestia, and we hope that there's no uh, ill effects. Hey, there's a ton of calls coming through. 
Um, we've got half an hour of uh, Sporting Capital before we've got a, a brand new show um, at 7.30. But I'm going to keep taking your calls. Alf uh, and Janine, we'll get to you on the other side of this. There's some other things making news as well. Brett Ratton has um, spoken to um, a, a, an unfolding story about a, a supposed uh, verbal altercation between uh, with Bradley Hill and Paddy Ryder after the Essendon loss at a pub with uh, some members of the public. Uh, we'll hear what he had to say. And Nathan Buckley uh, has given an insight in what Jeff Walsh will be bringing to North Melbourne uh, in his role. Uh, that's all still to come on the Sporting Capital. We'll do that next, but keep your calls coming through. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the Harcourt's open line and grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today. That's the Macca's run done and dusted. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.